Weekly Laws Podcast, episode number 157. Hey, cool, you fixed it. Don't expect anything. The chances of getting a signal are slim at best. Static's good, right? No. Reception is good. Wait, what's that? It's Russo's signal. Oh, crap. But this radio has a wider bandwidth. <laughs> That's what you call a party in a podcast. Hold it! Stop, do you hear that? Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Production Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Lost Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And I am extremely excited about Cabin Fever. We're going to be talking. This is our initial reaction, by the way, for season four, episode 11, titled Cabin Fever. And oh, my goodness, there was some amazing stuff happening in this uh, episode. Stephanie, what's your initial reaction? Hmm. That's it. All right. That's it. There were some great things going on in the episode. There are some great things happening in the development of the story. Yeah. I just hate that they're centered around John Locke. Oh, come on. You have to like the fact that they at least tried to shoot uh, Michael at least three or four times. Well, I already knew that he couldn't be killed. So that's that's no great. You're gonna that be was a, no great fun. Now, kick a, him in the face and smash his leg, that was kind of fun. Okay, see, but that was exciting. But don't try to shoot him because he can't be killed. But that was exciting, right? For you? Yeah, but that was like in the first five seconds. Well, they gave you that action right away. Okay. So you're telling me you just didn't like this episode because of John Locke. I will tell you that I went into this episode with a chip on my shoulder. So the, the show started off uh, with... Um, a flashback to Emily, which we know is John Locke's mom, mm-hmm. and she, you know, obviously getting ready to go out on a date with an older man, presumably uh, Anthony Cooper. Presumably. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she gets hit by a car and delivers a baby, and the baby's taken away. And I thought the baby was, like, going to be taken away and she wasn't going to see him again. It kind of seemed really creepy there at first, like it, it was like some kind of Dharma hospital or something, but <laughs> it wasn't quite that. No, no. Mm. And, and, okay, no. It, okay. So anyway. I don't have anything else to say about that. All right. And then, um, you know, we, we see um, basically a flash, or we come back to the island. We see that Michael can't be killed. Right. You know, this is the whole thing. Remember that Tom had that conversation. So uh, did the, did you, what happened? He said, did, did you... The tr- did the gun misfire or did the bullet bounce off your head? Yes, yes. And so I want to just stop for just a second and go... Uh, I was... You know, I've been trying to keep up with the forum more recently. Uh, I've always kept up with certain areas of our forum. Anytime somebody goes and introduces themselves at gspn.tv slash forum, I've been excellent at staying there. I make sure that I follow the general discussions. And I, I do read the lost forum for notes and stuff like that for our weekend show. So I, I, but I've been trying to be be more, I've been trying to become more active and freelance Fox, who I believe is in the chat room here, uh, posted something a couple days ago and I was going to bring it up in the weekend show, but I'm going to go ahead and bring it out here because I love this. And again, this was written several days ago. 
It says, hey, Lost fans, I've come up with a basic idea that I need a little help with developing into a theory. I've noticed that no one I can think of who has been on the island and then left has been killed. My dad actually pointed this out to me, which led me to realize that this could explain why Ben and Widmore cannot kill each other. It also explains Michael's gun, for instance. He can't die off the island, but is fully vulnerable, however, on the island. This idea explains the island's importance to Ben and Widmore. I've also thought of an extension to the theory, and I'll let anybody who wants to to go into the forum and, and kind of uh, look for that conversation and see how things are going. Uh, the Islander did write back and say, well, it, it does kind of depend on who's in the coffin, though. His theory. Okay. You know, because if, if, the, if the person in the coffin is somebody that's been on the island, then it proves the theory wrong. However, I, I'm going to say I really like this theory. Um, it, was, it was absolutely amazing because one of the things that I was listening to the official Lost podcast. And in the official Lost podcast, Damon and Carlton were talking about the scene that was filmed in London. By the way, did you know the scene between Widmore and uh, Michael Emerson was actually filled in Lum London. It was the only scene of Lost that was not filled on the filmed on in, the island of Hawaii. Right. So that is really cool. Anyway, so in this scene, uh, Damon and Carlton were even talking about it, and they said that Ben had said, you know, and Whitmore had asked, "What are you going to do? Kill me?" And he says, "Well, we both know I can't do that." Or something that that was something along something yeah. along those lines, and they were even saying, "Well, maybe there's even something bigger that's keeping them. You know, maybe there's something bigger about this that's keeping them, uh, that's controlling this whole thing." So I want to say, freelance Fox, thank you so much for that that theory because I really like it. Knowing, you know, if you if you think about it, I mean, why wouldn't Ben just pick up a gun and go into his bedroom and shoot him? You know, I'm certain that Widmore probably has a gun under, you know, in in a under his nightstand or, you know, in his nightstand or something like that. Why didn't Widmore whip out a gun and and shoot Ben? The truth is is that they can't. I mean, they they could shoot each other, they just won't die. Right. I really like that. The other thing is is somebody else said um and somebody emailed me and I can't remember who it is off the top of my head right now. I'm getting so many emails regarding loss right now. Um, so it's hard to keep up with them all. But anyway, somebody said that they had a theory that Ben and um, Ben and Widmore are each other's constant. And so they can't kill, kill each other because they're their constant. But I like, okay. for me personally, I like the overall anybody who's been on the island can't be killed. Jack got up on the uh, side of the bridge and was going to jump off and commit suicide. Something kept him from doing it. Right. That you see, I, I just I really like that. I mean, totally. Once you're back on the island, you're to, you are you're you're susceptible. You're but, fair game. Yeah. Anyway, I just want to say, uh, fire our freelance uh, fox. Thank you for that uh, theory. And I am going to have to find this really quick and give you. It's an interesting theory. And in fact, I like the fact that Hurley. Was it Hurley? Hurley. Even said in this episode, hey, so I have a theory why we're the only ones. It's like, I love that even Hurley's got his own theories about what's going on on the island while he's on the island. Mm -hmm. That was that was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. 
Alrighty, so um, let's see here. Let's me. I'm gonna scoot back up into my notes. We got uh, next up, Locke's dream of Horus, and Ben's like, I used, I used to have dreams. Did you, no? You have to admit, <laughs> Ben was. The, ben was a little crazy in this one. You were getting a little frustrated with how he was a little drama queen. He was a, a drama whiny queen, baby. Yeah, I kind of liked it. I, it's like you know what, Ben. You know, grovel all you want. Right. It's like wah 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 wah. <laughs> I just think he. I I liked that the character that they introduced in Lockstream was already dead. That I way know. we don't have to worry about them killing them off because you know. Yes. So um, that what an awesome. I mean, his name was Horace, I guess, mm-hmm. and that was an awesome sequence. It, it was neat to you hear them chopping wood. Yeah, you know, which reminds me of Dana Carr. I know chopping broccoli, chopping. Anyway, so he was chopping, and Locke finds him chopping the wood, and we learned that he's actually building the cabin. Which mm-hmm. I, oh man, this is so cool. I love the writers of Lost. You guys, if you're listening, you are amazing. We love your writing. Keep it up. So anyway, he's he's chopping the and and then all of a sudden he pushes down the tree, and the tree reappears. <laughs> uh, what's up with that? And he chops it down and he pushes it over again. And and, and then all of a sudden it's like okay, so it's on repeat. You know, yeah, it's, it's, something's going on here. That was really cool. I liked how they did that. And he says, "You got to come find me." Right. And John John knew exactly where to find him. He did. And uh, yeah, that it was that was really awesome. And I, I'm sorry, I cannot do it. I cannot go in order. You're fine. I I have to just jump right to the cabin. Okay. Did I? I I, I, I know it's the most annoying thing in the world. I know I was right. You know, I, I told you so. Not I'm I'm not saying it to you, Stephanie, because you've been there beside me the entire time. But who was in that cabin? Christian. Who was in that cabin? Christian. It. I feel like Dora. Where are we going? To the cabin. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Christian Shepherd in the cabin hanging out with his daughter. She seemed like she was uh, all happy-go-lucky. It seems like she had probably had some special brownies or something. You know I what I mean? Think so. No, I think that she's in the know. She, she knows. She's been I think en- enlightened. She, she's been in, informed. Yeah. Enlightened. Did you notice she had a bandaid on her head, which means didn't maybe she, she didn't leave that, that explosion all perfect. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yes. The bandaid was there before she walked off with, mm-hmm. with daddy. Yes, it was. Yeah. So, so, but yeah, she was, she went, it's like, wow. That was the coolest Claire's ever been on this show. Uh, let's see. Freelance Fox wants to know if that was a Desperate House Spies uh, reference. The, the the special brownies. Is that, I don't know. No, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I, I just started watching uh, Desperate House Spies with uh, Stephanie recently. So. <laughs> What's so funny? Oh, nothing. Did I just they have got some- what he meant. Was there some special brownies with some? Yeah, pot there in were. It? Uh, yeah, because Lynette yeah. had cancer and her uh, mom made her brownies to get her to. Yeah, well, I, I, that's definitely the type of reference I was making. But uh, anyway, <laughs> so um, anyway, uh, yes. So Claire was in there, but with Christian Shepherd, I loved it. Oh, I could. I, I that is an episode I'm going to go back and watch again. 
I am going to watch it again and I'm going to love every minute of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so anyway, oh, I just, oh, wow. I, I'm, I'm sorry, folks. I know I sound like a giddy little kid in the candy store, but I love this episode a little bit more than my wife. Just a little bit more than my wife. I would probably have more to say if I didn't feel like a crazy little middle school girl who just got attacked by one person and I can't shake it. So was it somebody that I can see? In the I chat already room? left the chat room, so it doesn't matter. All right, because I can boot so and so out. I mean, if they're a problem, uh, Crystal uh, Buffet or somebody in the chat room. Now we've never had them on here before, so we're taking a huge risk of unmuting somebody that we've not talked to before. But Crystal, what did you have to say? Hey guys, you actually have talked to me before, but that's okay. Oh wow! <laughs> How long ago um, did we talk last? Uh, this is, uh, I don't know, about six weeks ago. It, it was a while ago, but yeah, you have spoken to me. Okay, well, Crystal, what do you have? Okay, uh, in the very beginning, when uh, John's mother is fighting with her mother, and her mother says that uh, her boyfriend is twice her age. Yes. There's no way that Anthony Cooper could be John Locke's father. So Richard and, Alpert is her dad. I, yeah, is his dad, is John. Or his dad, that's what I meant, yes. And what, that's why he's in the hospital. That's ah. why he he comes to see John. That's why he gets upset when John chooses the knife, because the knife symbolizes leadership. Ah, so you've been paying attention, haven't you? I pay way too much attention. <laughs> I need to get a life. I can't stop thinking about this show. I have to force myself not to think about it. So as I don't freak out throughout the week because I have these epiphanies all week long that I just, I, I have to stop. <laughs> well, Crystal, you're going to have to call in more because I like the way you think. <laughs> Thank you. All right. all right. Thank you for that. That is awesome. I, Wow. Um, she deserves that. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, that's not a theory. That was just, well, you know what? Yeah, uh, yeah technically, yeah, uh, that technically is a theory. It's an interesting theory. And, and it's a, Until it's proven. <laughs> wow, you know. excuse me. Yes, that was awesome. I, 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 didn't I really even, like that. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, that makes perfect sense that Richard Alpert is John's dad. Which is kind of funny because Richard Alpert technically, in what we would say on the island right now, is younger than John Locke. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, which is pretty interesting. Now, in what we were, what I was noticing in the chat room, I was, uh, you know, I was. Do- we, for those of you who don't know this, we do a live chat room during Lost. We do. So uh, it, it's amazing. We had a ton of people in the chat room tonight uh, chatting about Lost as we as the show was on, and uh, you know, we invite you to come and join us uh, when the show is on and chat with us. One of the things that I noticed is that people were talking about the fact that you know, uh, why didn't John recognize uh, Richard Alpert when uh, he brought Anthony Cooper to the Otherville because they talked remember didn't Richard Alpert sit down and show John his file or something I think so I mean uh, isn't that crazy mm-hmm. so anyway um, yeah that was that was definitely something that was uh, talked about in the uh, chat room but did they show him meet again later in life or well, Only there is a child. I, well, you know what? The whole knife situation, I think he was old enough at that point to at least recognize. Not with the traumatic life that he led. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. I would agree with you, Stephanie. Do you see how I'm giving John the benefit of the doubt? 
Wow, you are growing through this experience. No, I'm not. <laughs> All right, so but yeah, I'd say with the with the trauma that that he has led, it probably would overtake some of those other memories. Now, I did I did see in the chat room some folks were talking about the fact that maybe John Locke was going back in time or seeing flashes before his eyes. I don't think that that was it at all. However, I do think it was amazing that um, John Locke did have a picture of the smoke monster. Remember the scene where we saw him kind of his his he had yep. basically I looked into the eye of the <laughs> island and what I saw was beautiful. Well, there was the that was cool. I really like that. There was a stick figure picture of that. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's what we're talking about. And uh, let's see here. It wasn't my decision to wipe them out. Uh, It was cool. Uh, I'm sorry, going even back to Horace, but it was nice to hear the the term Dharma Initiative. Uh, I'm glad that they referenced food drop and, you know, mayonnaise and ranch or no ranch ranch dressing. Uh, Man, we would we've all been, you know, complaining. It's like, man, you just dropped the Dharma people. What's going on? So they gave us the Dharma people. Um, But it wasn't my decision. So, Ben, it wasn't Ben. Who decided? Of course, you know. It was just, it was Ben who acted it out. Ben did act it out. I mean, they they showed us that. So Right. And so my question and my theory, I'm going to, and, and it's, I'm, I'm sure it's no theory just of my own. I, I, I mean, it okay. doesn't take much of a stretch of an imagination to come up with this one. But my theory is that Widmore is the one who talked him into killing the Dharma people. Hmm. I don't know. There, there was a moment there. Um, there, there was a moment when, after, after John acquired the map, the map, the, the map. I'm, sorry, I'm the map. I'm the the, map. the <laughs> blueprint map, whatever it was. He told Hurley to go back to the island, or to the beach. Okay, to go back to the beach, and Hurley decided that that he was going to stay, and. Ben commented to John, wow, it's like Hurley thinks it's his decision to stay mm-hmm. because John is manipulating him right? to think well, as such. Well, that's what Ben thinks. Well, that's what John's doing. You think so? Yeah, I do. Okay. Anyway, I think that that's what happened with Ben as well. And then I think it was probably Richard who was the one who did the convincing. Oh. Because they have shown, they showed in some of Ben's flashbacks where Richard met with him in the jungle. Uh-huh. And are you sure you want to do this? And Right. Whatever. Um, so I, I think that maybe Ben can recognize that, not only as a master manipulator himself, but as someone who's probably been the puppet before as well. Right. One of the things that I liked is the whole... What? Nothing. Okay. One of the things that I liked is the whole list of things that were thrown in front of John. I mean, those things seemed pretty interesting, and that's something probably we'll come back and, dis- and discover on the on the weekend edition when we do our full review. What was in that little... That little the, vial thing? Yeah, that's something we're going to have to figure out. That, I, th- I think that that... 
you know, my, well, the compass is a no brainer. The sand is what, what they're saying oh, in the sand. room. So, okay. so basically just that it's the beach or whatever, part of the beach maybe. But the, the, the compass was, was a no brainer. Um, and the knife was a no brainer, but the rest of them kind of seemed uh, like the comic. I didn't catch the name of it. Right. Some had because thought- I think the attention was meant to be drawn to the knife on top of it. Right. Um, I think when I, when I answered it, it's like, I think all of those items belong to John. I don't think the ball glove belongs to John. Yeah, that's true. That, I think that, the ball glove is a symbol that he didn't have a father. Right. To play catch with. So we learned that Kimi, is that his name? Kimi, Kearney? Kimi. Kimi, whatever the name is. Uh, anyway, Crazy dude. His, his idea is to torch the entire island. Well, I don't think that's his idea. Or I think that, that's what, his order. Exactly. That's and his, that what he said that was like backup plan or yes. plan two or something. Something like that. He anyway, pulled it out of the safe. His intention, anyway, was to torch the island. And um, so that was interesting, you know, plot line twist. So we know exactly what they're going to try to do. So the gassing isn't going to happen. Now they're going to try to do this. So very interesting. Now there are consequences to being chosen. Of course, uh, Ben, you know, telling people, you know, the, the destiny is, uh, well, you know. <laughs> and we get another flashback to John when he's in, you know, through going through physical therapy. And we have Abaddon. Which we've seen twice before now, I think, and okay. if not three times. But anyway, um, he of course is the one that puts the thought in the mind of John Locke that he needs to go on a walkabout, which I think was totally awesome, and I really like that. One thing that you didn't jot down here, which I think is important, is that um, what's his name? Abaddon. Abaddon. Okay. Um, I just call him creepy guy with the bloodshot eyes said I went on a walkabout and I came back with a different purpose. Is that what he said? I went, I went in as one person and I came out as another. Yes. One type of person or something or an other. Um, I got it. Okay. Just making sure. Yep. So clearly John went into his walkabout one person and, and came out another. Yes, absolutely. I love that they brought up the time travel thing again in this episode. Totally awesome. And uh, the the of course we saw was it even it might have even been two episodes or was it last week that the doctor r- comes upon shore. It was either at the end of two weeks ago or the beginning of last week. Right. So the doctor we saw we've already seen. The, on the island, the doctor washes ashore with his throat slit. And, of course, they radio back, and mm-hmm. it's like, what are you talking about? The doctor's fine. And then all of a sudden in this episode, we see <laughs> right. that the doctor gets his throat slit, and they throw him over the side of the boat. So, wow. So there is a time difference, and the island is seemingly ahead Yes. Of the freighter. Exactly. At this point. Which is why it takes them so long to get back right. and forth. But it transitions because re- re- you recall that before they shot the rocket mm-hmm. and the island was behind where the freighter was. So it's shifting all the it's because time. Because the island's moving. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But okay. but definitely time is, is shifted. Time but, is shifted. But wow, do we get into... I mean, obviously we talked about... 
Ben being the drama queen. We talked about seeing Christian. Thinking Claire's there, and she says, "I'm with him." <laughs> <laughs> Give me another brownie. <laughs> And then leave Claire alone. <laughs> I love Claire. Claire was awesome in this episode. And then um uh, just before basically um what was I going to say? Oh, uh Hurley or, or Hurley is outside and he shares his candy bar with Benny. Wasn't that nice? Yes, but he gave Ben the bigger piece. He did. Uh, that which I think speaks volumes to to who Hurley is. Yes, and and his redemption maybe. Yeah. So anyway, which I was glad for because as soon as he pulled out the the candy bar or whatever it was, someone in the chat room had made a comment about uh, laugh out loud, fatty having a bar, and and you know he not only did he share his his only food that he had, he gave the bigger piece to to Ben. Yeah. So. Yeah. Ha ha ha. Maybe he grew a little. But not in the way that you thought. <laughs> exactly. And then, of course, John Locke comes out and Ben says, did he tell you what, or, you know, did they tell you, did he tell you what you have, to, what we have to do? And he says, yes, we dun, have dun, to, dun. we have to, hold on, where's it at? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Ah, oh, come on. We have to move the island. Which, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> did you like that one? <laughs> I threw that one in for that free. That's great. So anyway, um. What's awesome about that is, you know, that explains the Black Rock, how it got where it is, because the Black Rock is at an elevated place of this island. How did a slave ship crash land at that elevation? And the answer would be that the all of a sudden the Black Rock is, I don't know, floating in the ocean and then out of nowhere, boom. The island appears <laughs> and therefore crash landed. Right. And then you've got Hanso uh, or no Magnus Hanso on the island, which whom I think is uh, Richard Albert. I think that Richard Albert is Magnus Hanso. Well, then the island would be John's if Crystal's theory is right. Yes, exactly. Because it would be a direct descendant instead of like a direct child of instead of a right. now I have something for you um Stephanie do you okay. recall back when we first started podcasting uh I told you about a theory that the um the lost casts were talking about and it was the Montauk project or something like that somebody in the um somebody in the chat room if you wouldn't mind if you know what I'm talking about um please write the name of that in there just to make sure I understand the name right, but it's something about the Montauk, uh, the Montauk's uh, pr- project or something like that. The whole idea was that there was this, and this is on Wikipedia. You can read this, okay. and there's supposedly stuff on file about this military uh, investigation of ships being able to dematerialize in, from one place and rematerialize in another place. Okay, um, it's Montauk, but it also had another code name as well, and. Gosh, this is two years ago when we were podcasting. Yeah, Montauk Project. And it's M-A-M-O-N-T-A-U-K Project. And we'll talk a little bit more about that on the weekend. I'll, I'll see if I can't remember to uh, put that into my show notes so I can research that a little bit further. We talked about it a long time ago. But uh, Russo had a team member named Montauk. 
Really? I didn't know that. Anyway, we we will uh, definitely research that for the um, thing. But that's our initial reaction. Stephanie, eh, she didn't like it a whole lot because she doesn't like John Locke. But I loved this episode. And I liked this episode. I just don't like that it surrounds John Locke. That's all. Well, an episode is going to have to do that every now and then. But you know, know what? In all fairness, in all fairness, and I don't care what You don't any, have to be fair. No, seriously, I do have to be fair. And I don't care what any of our listeners say. You know, you can be upset with the way that this show started off. I, it doesn't matter to me at all. I'm sure I'll get the emails. It's not a big deal. But anyway, here's the thing. I honestly hated episodes simply because they surrounded Anna Lucia. I've also totally hated entire episodes because they surrounded yet another flashback around Kate. So I cannot fault you for feeling about an episode the way you do if you dislike John Locke as much as I dislike um, disliked Anna Lucia or yet another episode uh, or another episode related to a Kate flashback taco night you know hey I'm not really who I am I'm a deceiver blah 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 anyway with that that's our that's fine yeah you know I'm we are who we are and I'm over what I couldn't get over 30 minutes ago and you know what I am who I am and if you don't like it don't subscribe there you go (laughs) I mean seriously no seriously it's fine it's fine with me it's all good. All right, folks, that's all we have. We want to uh, include your listener feedback into our show this weekend. Uh, please give us a call, area code 859-795-4067. Do you have a thought or a theory that you want to spend hours typing out? Don't email it to me. I can't read them all. I'm, I've got so many of them. But if you go to gspn.tv slash forum, uh, there is an entire lost section and a whole forum thread uh, open to anything you want to discuss relating to cap and fever. Lots of people are on the site already talking about it, so go ahead and share your thoughts and your theories there. Uh, and again, if you want to uh, share your thoughts and theories on our show, you can either join us Saturday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Time uh, and uh, simply go to gspn.tv slash live or you can go to, um, or you can give us a call and leave your uh, voicemail anytime between now and Saturday uh, evening in that phone number again. Area code 859-795-4067. And so until next time, stay lost. Oh, yeah. And, and while the music's playing on the outside, hey, if you really enjoyed the Lost podcast, would you do me one huge favor? Just one favor. Go to gspn.tv slash plus. That's it. Just go to gspn.tv slash plus, and uh, that would be totally awesome. 